for me, it's got to be her. Hmm? Ah, what? Who? What did you say? You ah. said it's got to be her and then trailed off. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the Beauty School Dropout Podcast, where we will use our salon wisdom and questionable life experience in an endeavor to fix your life, because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. This week, we've got Emma and Sarah. How's everyone doing? Yeah, good. Good, good. How's everyone's week been? Warm. <laughs> Sticky. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, a bit of that, yeah. <laughs> My first weekend off in four weeks. That was good. Yay! <laughs> I feel like I'm accidentally working you way too hard, so... No, I've nice been enjoying go. it. <laughs> <laughs> I've really been enjoying it. It's been so good. Yeah, well... I did tell you, as soon as you moved closer, you were never going to see the end of us. That's fine. I love it. Like, the fact that I'm not working in an actual muggle job, that I've got this on the side, just gives me something, eh? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm pleased. We, um, it was quite nice. This is also my first weekend off in a very long time, aside from having COVID and what have you, which isn't really a holiday. And my mum came to visit, so... We just hung out for the whole weekend, and it was the first time in, like, maybe eight to ten years that mum has come to visit, not for a work thing for her or while I'm doing a work thing, because normally, like, she'd come up for things like, she'd come up and it would be VVDO weekend, or, or like, come up for our market and stuff like that, so it would always end up putting her to work, but this time we just had nothing to do, so went to Kmart, because there's no Kmart in Dunedin, so that was the first stop on the trip <laughs> when we picked her up from the airport on Friday. Awesome. <laughs> and like wandered around Kmart, went to Daiso and did a bunch of nonsense shopping and then spent Saturday up at my in-laws because uh, they have a nice pool and the weather was beautiful. So we hung out up there for the day and then uh, yesterday we went to the Central Flea Market and I bought a um, spectacular cane freestanding towel rail, which... Um, was $30 and it's going to go in our bathroom once our bathroom gets redone because when we knock out the wall in between the toilet and the bathroom we lose the wall that the towel rail is on ah. <laughs> and there's not really anywhere else to put one so figure at least this one's movable and we can hoof it out of the way and then have it close to the shower when I need to use it so that'll be handy um but yeah it's 30 bucks so really leave it behind poor Tony had to carry it around the rest of the market though <laughs> And then what else did we do? Bunch of nonsense, really. We went to the flea market, did some more shopping. Went to the um, went to Why Not in Botany, which is like reduced to clear but on steroids, and um, had to get really into the like trolley etiquette because people just lose their minds at shops like that and stand in the middle of aisles, and the aisles are quite narrow. So I got quite cranky, was like moving people's trolleys for them so that people could get past. <laughs> Mum was like, what is wrong with you? I like, just fucking hate people who can't push a trolley in the right space. And, like, one guy was standing around in the middle of the aisle with 17 people behind him. I was like, do you not look around and think, oh, I might move slightly to the left. Oh, my anyway, golly. So we did that. Staffed. And then uh, we had my cousin and her partner came around and we had pizza in our pizza oven, which mum was quite excited about. Decided she was going to start up a neighbourhood pizza business and I was like what in our neighborhood because you live in Dunedin I'm keen to be a customer actually starting it at her house sweet <laughs> easy 
We'll get her a pizza oven. I mean, if anyone can find a pizza oven on the cheap, it'd be mum. She can do a deal. Pizzas and dog pets. Two for one. Sweet. <laughs> With all those dogs. But yes, yeah, so she seemed to have a good time. And then this morning, we uh, she was like, we should do some crafts. So I was like, all right, we'll go through and pick out some fabric that you like the look of and we'll make some sort of something out of it. And she found some fabric in the stash. I was like, I really like this and I'd like a t-shirt, but I'd like it to be very long. And I was like, so a dress? She's like, yes, but just like a t-shirt, but very long. <laughs> so whipped up a very long t-shirt for her. She was like, oh, well, what if we're late to the airport? And I was like, we're not going to be late to the airport. Like, we started this at about 10. She's like, oh, well, what if we're late to the airport? So like, it's not going to happen. She said, what time do we need to leave? I was like, we need to leave at 12. Um, and so I let her have a play on the overlocker because she's never used that before and she was very excited. She did entirely fuck up the front of her T-shirt though. So I had to then go in and fix that before we moved on. But I managed to get it all finished and hemmed and overlocked and sewn together and what have you, all in time for us to leave the house at 11.59. So I was feeling quite smug and she was quite proud of her dress even though she didn't all she sort of did was make problems for me (laughs) (laughs) but that's okay she kept saying things like well at least now you've got a pattern that will fit me and it's like well I didn't use a pattern I just sort of drafted it based on looking at you but I can draft another one based on looking at you it's what I've done every time I've made you anything so but yes it was quite nice it's like cool to hang out with her and not well not that I didn't have to do work because that's still also work but it's just nice to like chill out with my mum for a while. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I should probably also mention we missed last episode. This is this is last week's episode because uh, the weather turned into a clusterfuck, as you'll know if you've caught any of the cyclone footage, and um, everyone's internet was up and down, and people were with and without power. And then Emma and I, we tried to record, and then the last straw was Emma and I both having our apps crash at the same time that we record on. And delete all of our uh, audio. So we packed it in and decided that it would be a next week problem. So welcome to next week. (laughs) How did you guys do weather-wise? Everything's fine at your places? Weather-wise, we were uh, fine here in Katy Cat. Um, I actually did get sent photos of my house down in Waipawa. And uh, yeah. yeah, my whole street was evacuated. Uh, the house across oh, the road from us is yellow stickered. Our, house, our old house is white stickered. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fun. God, it's just crazy, eh? Yeah. Just I know we had warning, but it just does feel like it kind of came out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, well, I was <sighs> looking up about like Waipara in general, and the last time they had a major flood like this was in the 1800s. So Jesus. just once in a lifetime type thing. The problem is, though, is... We've ignored climate change for the last however many decades that people have been warning about it. We're going to have more and more of these once-in-a-lifetime like weather events, and they're going to go from being once-in-a-lifetime to being once every couple of years. So I guess everyone needs to do their part and pressure big corporations to take more care of the environment, because not too far in the future, and it'll become irreversible if we're doing the damage the way we're doing it. Especially the forestry sector, judging by all the pictures of slash stuff under bridges causing most of the flooding. Yeah, well, they caused so many problems in, like, forestry slash sliding down hills and taking out people's houses that would have otherwise just been a bit wet. And And a kid that took out a kid and killed him. It's just fucking horrendous. And, like, 
you know, it used to be back in the day, any of the leftover forestry slash people could go up and take it themselves to use as firewood and stuff. So it would mm. get taken away and used, but then they decided it was a health and safety issue. So people weren't allowed to. So it just got left there. And forestry, like, companies were never, ever pressured to deal with their waste and deal with it properly. And so now it's just left basically projectiles in mm. the path of a cyclone. And because it's not, so not really deemed as rubbish because it's wood. so Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely mad. And hopefully, and you know, I hate that this is something that's happened and it's like one of those situations where you'd rather not have to have a lesson learnt this way, but hopefully it'll mean that people will be more willing to put pressure on those companies to do the right thing and to you know, be a bit more responsible with the way that they're interacting with the environment. Now, we're going to talk about Miss Pinup this week, and obviously that was, like, two weekends ago now. But um, we figured we'll have our annual Miss Pinup New Zealand recap rundown situation. Uh, later on in the episode, I'll be hopefully in the inserting an interview with Miss Sandy D, the winner of Miss Pinup New Zealand, spoiler alert, <laughs> who has also had no power for the last week. So we've been uh, waiting around to get her services reinstated before we can get into that with her. But in the meantime, we're going to go through uh, the outfits that everyone wore, have a bit of a chat about our favourites. And um, yeah, because I know that with this year not having it live streamed, it's sort of meant that people have seen photos, but they don't necessarily get to see the whole shebang. So hopefully we can give people a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of discussion about how it all went. We're going to go through each uh, contestant one by one and just chat about all their sections and then go from there. So in no particular order, uh, oh, we'll start with Gizzy Galore. She is great. And for her day where she did the toucan bird watching situation, so she had this like spectacular tropical dress and multiple shades of pink and orange. So obviously you know that I was obsessed. And it had toucans all over it. And she did a whole like bird watching sort of sketch situation with a big book about toucans and some giant binoculars. And then um, borrowed my wicker darling toucan handbag and I made her a flower crown full of toucans hiding in the flowers. It was quite cute. She um she was one who was just straight up personality plus on stage. Like she did such a great job. What she brought out onto the stage was amazing. Just to sit there and even just watch her, you just a great big smile on your face. Yeah, it's super cute. For her swimwear, she had this adorable tiny vintage wetsuit that she'd bought and hacked up. And had like a snorkel and flippers and all of that on. So that she could like basically just waddle on stage with her flippers on and then kick them all off and be in her cute lobster themed outfit which was adorable she managed to kick her flippers so far that one of them sort of flew back to the backstage and someone found it later (laughs) but that was quite adorable and she'd made this um headpiece that she'd been showing me in advance because I was helping her with some lessons for hair and makeup so she'd had this lobster giant glittery lobster headpiece that she'd made and she bought some lobster earrings from us to go with it and her under her giant wetsuit she had these cute little togs with lobsters all over them it's quite adorable her talent was spectacular and if you've seen the photos you'll know the one I'm referring to with her like rocking out on the air guitar like it just she looks like such a badass it's so cool but she sort of had a 
like housewifey vibe and she's hanging out in a dressing gown and dancing along to the radio and then suddenly the music changes to something a bit more sort of rock and roll and she just launches into a badass air guitar routine it was so fucking cool <laughs> love the hairnet that goes flying off the back and the fact that her she just threw her dressing gown off and... <laughs> it was amazing and yeah, again, like she just had so much personality on stage. It was so cool. And because she's a dance teacher, so she knows a thing or two about putting on a show and, and being a performer. And she just absolutely nailed it. So good. And then um, for her evening wear, she had this navy blue sort of fishtaily gown that the entire front of the bodice was covered in rhinestones. So sparkly. And then I made her a little sort of starburst, fireworky kind of tiara um, with rhinestones and stuff on wire so it could kind of get bent around and, and be a bit of a firework to go with her slightly fireworky dress. The thing that I find uh, interesting about hers is in the photos, you don't see how sparkly it was. Like, I it know, was it's such so incredibly sparkly. The light hit it, yeah. the reflections. It was amazing. It was blinding. It was so good. And that's the thing, like, it is frustrating that, you know, it wouldn't have been captured on video either, obviously. That's just not, you know. But because, and this is Fran getting way too in-depth on technical knowledge here, the difference between glass rhinestones and plastic rhinestones. Plastic rhinestones have some sparkle to them, whatever, but the glass ones just reflect so much light and they are just beautiful and that dress just like it just shone it was amazing anytime she moved it was just blinding it was eye-catching yeah but she looked gorgeous so what are our favorite gizzy galore outfits my favorite had to be her swimwear just the whole the whole routine she had when she came out with it was just hilarious yeah it just really showed her personality yeah yeah no it was great yeah no my favorite was her day wear just because it was you know, true to brand colours for me. <laughs> we all know that I'm a sucker for anything pink and orange. And it and was like your toucan bag. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was such a good way for her to start the show, I reckon, like, you know, bust out in something that was that bright and colourful. It really meant that, you know, saw who she was very quickly. Now, I know you weren't there, Emma, but from the photos, what do you reckon? What's your favourite? <clears throat> well, um, I'm a sucker for anything tropical, so I'll go. I like the uh, day wear too the best, I think. That's so cute. All right. Next up, again, this is in no particular order based solely on what photos are in front of me right now. Uh, next up, Jade Lemonade. Now, we love Jade. Uh, we're just going to make it abundantly clear that we're a Jade fangirl podcast here. Uh, she also did our logo. She's an incredible artist. So um, she, yes, she did our logo, but we knew that she was going to come with something that was a bit different and a bit sort of a, a bit of a fresher take on pinup because there's a lot of the sort of 40s, 50s styles that turn up at Miss Pinup and she went full 60s, you know, lots of bright colors, but also monochrome. It was just cute as fuck. So her day wear was like super cute little gingham black and white dress with a like Peter Pan collar and a bow. She had this chartreuse kind of green hat, a bright orange cape and purple tights. She had some purple like lavender teardrop earrings from us. And you'll hear me saying from us a lot because we gave everyone a $30 voucher to spend on whatever they might need in their pageant prep. So there are definitely a few bits and pieces from the beauty school dropouts in there. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to like toot my own horn or anything, but like toot toot, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, her outfit, her day wear was super cute. 
and like no, she said that um it was kind of inspired like the color scheme was kind of inspired by the Scooby Gang, and um you can really see it like it was just yeah it was just a fun detail that you wouldn't necessarily have noticed unless you'd pointed it out, but yeah super cute. Yeah, that's what I was. <clears throat> sorry, oh, voice sorry. There. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Was like, I love the fact that she themed it on like the Scooby Gang because mm. I don't know. I just absolutely love that sort of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was a cute take on it without it being overly themed themed, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because we all know I love a good theme, but sometimes <laughs> being able to like edit it back so that it's still, you know, readable and, and understandable by people who aren't necessarily big in that fandom is really cool as well. Her, um, her beachwear was cute as fuck, though. She had like um, a little sort of tennis, black tennis skirt with white stripes at the bottom little ruffly bikini top and um, a checkerboard scarf in her hair and these like big 60s sunglasses and then this bright green Peter Pan collared cape and on the back of the cape was a skull and crossbones and she had like a wee black and white shovel spade thing and like cute sort of really 60s platform heels. It was just fucking adorable. What was it? It was supposed to be themed on Captain Piggy. Yeah. Captain Piggy? Yeah. 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 That's her sort of like pin-up alter ego which but it was is super cute. cute. Yeah. She had like skull and crossbones earrings. The whole thing was just, again, fucking adorable. But like I said, we're a Jade Lemonade fangirl podcast here. Um. <laughs> Sorry, Jade. Now, Jade's talent, uh, again, super fucking cute. So she did, she's an artist. As we said, she draws a lot. You will have seen a lot of her portraits around and about. Uh, not only on our logo, obviously, but um, she does really cute commission portraiture. But for her talent, she did a kind of like sketch of how it how how it starts when you're trying to like create something. And um, so her partner was up there with signs that were like, you know, this is the inspiration phase. This is the you know panic phase. This is the like procrastinate and do everything else phase. <laughs> Until eventually it got to the point where she'd like drawn this cute, yeah, you know, cute sketch of herself in the outfit that she was wearing on stage, which was like this black vinyl shift dress and a sort of soft, yeah, sagey kind of green, sheer, puffy sleeved organza situation and a cute checkerboard beret and like, you know, very much on theme still with her sort of monochromes and greens and purples and what have you color scheme. But it was super cute and. It really did, uh, really did detail the creative process quite well, because you know starts off with the best intentions, and then you have a small breakdown in the middle, and at the end you're happy with what you've done and send it away, and everything's fine. <laughs> um, now, I know Sarah's going to have a lot to say about Jade's evening wear, because <laughs> as soon as she walked out on stage, Sarah elbowed me and said, "Oh, I'm going to need that." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Ran." Ran, I need that. <laughs> can, can we make that? It was so gorgeous. And again, sticking with her like 60s sort of vibe, she had, you know, big old beehive hair with some like loose tendrils and huge, very 60s kind of lashes, that really sort of twiggy style. And then her dress had a high neck and was like a color blocked velvet and lilac and black so it's sort of the top half of the top left of the bodice was one color and then the top right was the other color and then the skirt alternated like and with the long leather gloves and she just looked fucking incredible it was beautiful i still want that dress 
I, I still need it in my wardrobe, Fran. It's all right, we'll make it happen. It's fine. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll measure you next time you're in town. Woo-hoo. But yes, and she also wore um, a pair of sort of lilac teardrop earrings from us with that as well. It went perfectly and I was so pleased. But the whole outfit was just fucking cute. She just looked adorable. And it was just cool to see, like, you know, because she's got a very... She's got a very strong look and a strong aesthetic that she sticks with and being able to like see that play out through all those different sections without them at any point feeling like she wasn't just being Jade was really cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was really good to see her unique to herself. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, even down to like the vinyl, the little vinyl dress and like her leather gloves and stuff like there's that sort of flash of alternative style in there as well. It was very cute. What are your, what's your pick? I know yours will be the evening wear, Sarah. <laughs> I won't say anything then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but no, it was super cute. I think her evening wear might have been my favourite too. Well, I love everything that she wore because that's, as the owner of a 1960s caravan, I am, yes, I very, I, I very like. Um, but my favourite would yeah. be, <laughs> my favourite would be her swimwear. But all of it. It was so but, cute. Yeah. And all yeah. of it too. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we're a Jade Lemonade fangirl podcast here. She, yeah, no, she did so great. And it was so cool to see. You know, I mean, everyone did great. Obviously, everyone did great. But yeah, just it, it was so nice to see someone come in and just do something that's really fresh mm. and really different and still feels 100% like themselves, which is really cool. I mean, the last time I saw someone do that up on the stage, I was trying, I was trying to think about it the other day. I'm sure the last time was the year that you won, Fran. I'm trying to think what her name was. And she did the real 70s uh, with her outfits. Oh, this is going to piss me off. I can picture her face in my head right now. Like she came out in like a, a suit for her formal wear. Oh, Savannah. Uh, that's it. Yeah. That's the one. She always looks amazing, though. Sav is just another one of those people who is like, nope, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want and f- fuck your rules and I'm going to make it work for me, which I think is a, such a good attitude to go into these things with because, like I've said and will continue to say and have said forever, we all know you've made the cut, right? We all know why you fit into this community. You need to show us what it is about you that stands out and what is your point of difference because we don't want to see why you're... You know, the perfect this, the perfect that, the perfect that. We just want to show, the key is to show what it is about you that is your point of difference. And, you know, that's something that a lot of these girls did really well. But I think Jade absolutely took it out for that that perspective. Yeah. Alrighty. Next up, Rita O'Daisy. Now, Tracy is a lovely, lovely girl from Christchurch. And she was, because... When they did the entries, um, the finalists, they held, held a spot for the person who won the uh, Southern Bell pageant. And because the rules of Miss Pinup are you can enter again, but it has to be more than a year out from your previous year. And Kerry Lee had won Southern Bell, but she'd already been, she'd done Miss Pinup that year already. So um, Tracy took her space and I'm glad she did because she looks amazing and she did such a good job. In her day where she did this super cute Buzzy Bee themed, like all her outfits had a sort of a like Kiwiana kind of vibe to it a little bit here and there, but you know, kicking things off with her Buzzy Bee print dress and her cute little Buzzy Bee in the bag and all the, you know, shiny black accessories really took it from like a you know, a fun themed outfit to like a really carefully considered outfit. So that was quite cool. 
when she pulled that Buzzy B out of her handbag, I'm like, please tell me you're going to wheel it across the ground. Please tell me you're going to wheel it across the ground. <laughs> and then at the end, she like puts it on the ground and walks it off the stage. I'm like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I really like the way she accessorized this because it is, you know, when you're finding a novelty print like that, it can be very easy to, you know, fall off the deep end, as we know, because I am 100% the fall off the deep end type. But <laughs> I think it was really, really well done. Now, her swimwear was also super cute. She had a day at the beach at Brighton fish and chips kind of vibe. So she had a cane banana bag with fish and chips and one of those tomato-shaped tomato sauce bottles. And, you know, cute red polka dot swimsuit and a wee wrap overskirt thing. She had those um, excellent Lucky Lou shoes that I have great regrets about selling. But, you know, such is life. I might just have to buy more because they did look really cute. And like a wee parasol and stuff. And her heart-shaped sunglasses and then um, a little seagull on her bag, which was adorable. I loved that seagull. It was so cute. Yeah. As we know, I'm a big fan of birds as accessories. <laughs> <laughs> now, for her talent, she, um, being the only one from the South Island this year, she did a bit of a sort of an airline hostess, air hostess safety briefing type situation with a bit of a PowerPoint on all the places you can go in the South Island and where to find the best bits of the South Island. Um, And she had a cute sort of 60s style air hostess outfit with a wee neck scarf and her matching gloves and a little hat and it was all just adorable. She was wearing some eyelashes from us too, some of the more 60s shaped ones, which is cute. But yeah, it was quite adorable. Her outfit was just immaculate like you walk she walked on stage and you're like oh yes i see where this is going (laughs) and yeah like some cute info on her powerpoint about who is where and what the best bits of the south island are definitely made you want to go and visit the south island yeah unfortunately uh on the list of people in dunedin to go and visit emma and i didn't make the cut can't be too mad because i don't live in dunedin but um (laughs) (laughs) Beauty school dropouts should have been on there. Yeah, I know. But to be fair, we think the beauty school dropouts should have been everywhere. Um, And we often are, so... (laughs) We are a little biased like that. Now, her evening wear was spectacular. She had this sort of, like, goth kid, earth, mothery vibe about her. Her headpiece was spectacular. The sort of autumn colours. And then this black tulle prom dress looking thing. Lots of monarch butterfly colours. And then she turned around and you didn't sort of see it from the front because she had her gloves and then this sort of sash thing, like floaty cape situation from the back of her dress. And then she turns around and she also had monarch butterfly wings on, which was quite sweet. But I just, yeah, I love the the really over-the-top headpiece because, as we know, really over-the-top headpieces are my jam. I just love the fact that, like, sometimes a really the top over, over the blah, 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 fuck. <laughs> Let's repeat that again. <laughs> I really like <laughs> it because sometimes an over-the-top headpiece can make things very unbalanced. But mm. hers, with the, the shape of the dress and with everything else that she had on, was quite nicely balanced. And yeah, I don't know, I'm yeah. just, uh, I guess that's the hairdresser side of me coming through but like when I'm looking at things like that like it it irks me when sometimes people have got like a headpiece on and then it I'm looking and I'm like that's not balanced that's that's not balanced that's not right (laughs) yeah and because like you know because Tracy's quite short having the headpiece the way that she had it so it's kind of circular above her head it like really like elongated that whole shape because I think had it been sitting flat to her head it would have it would have made her look smaller I think yes like shorter 
Not that there's a bad thing about looking short, but you know. It really drew the eye attention the attention yeah. of the eye up. Yeah, it was great. It had a real sort of yeah, woodland mother nature goth lady vibe, which I quite like. So cute. More balanced than me. Looking lovely there, Emma. Like a flower unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> or like a lily pad of some a sort. Lily pad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what's our favourite Rito Daisy moment? Um... From where I like her talent dress, her talent outfit, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was super cute. It's kind of like um, what I unintentionally did at Beach Hop on the Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) Accidentally air hostess. Yeah. (laughs) No, that was really cute. What was yours, Sarah? Formal wear? Formal wear. Yeah. The headpiece sold me. Yeah. And she walked with, like, real purpose. Like, she definitely went with, like, you know, because obviously you walk on stage, you do a little spin and you walk off stage. But she had a lot of, like, it was quite serious, quite a slow walk in her evening wear that, you know, was very carefully considered to go with the whole vibe of the outfit, which I thought was quite cool. But that headpiece was definitely what sold me too. So good. Alrighty. Next on the list, Lady Sugarbell. Now I'm going to warn you in advance. I'm incredibly biased towards Chanel's outfits because I had uh, rather a hand in most of them, <laughs> as you will soon find out. But she really did knock it out of the park as far as really setting her personality and, and really sticking with her personal branding. So again, you'll have to excuse me while I fawn all over it a little bit. But for her day wear, she... Now, because Chanel's a cake decorator... And her whole thing, like Lady Sugarbell, her whole thing is like, you know, candy and treats and sweets. And so there was that kind of running theme throughout her outfits. And her day where she went with this really cute swing dress that has um, pastel candy hearts all over it. And so her mum and her had made this bag to look like a package of those rolled up candy conversation hearts. And then um, I made her earrings and a necklace out of mint and yellow candy hearts and some shoe clips and some bangles with little candy hearts in. And then also what might be my crowning achievement from daywear section accessories, a very cute candy heart pillbox hat in yellow that says, be mine and ties up with a little mint ribbon. And honestly, it came dangerously close to just keeping it for myself. Hmm. And um, sticking with the sort of candy and treats theme for her beach wear, she wanted to go with kind of an ice cream theme. So I, she wore a ruffly peasant top that I, this is my classic ruffle peasant top that I make and have about 1,700 of. They made that for her a couple of years ago, and she's like, I think I probably want to wear that. And I was like, cool, well, we'll make you a skirt to go with it so that we then, you know, we found this cute mint and pink peachy pastel ice cream print fabric so I made her a sarong kind of faux wrap skirt and some shoe clips with little ice creams in and then uh, she had a flower crown that had ice creams in it as well the annoying thing is about the flower crown and it's again something that I am quietly quite chuffed about made it for her for an event last year uh, and because they couldn't use like glitter or bubbles or anything inside she couldn't show it off, but the ice creams inside the ice cream flower crown screw off at the top, and then they're bubble wands. So <laughs> awesome! <laughs> it was like it was like a super cute thing for like outside at a car show that she was doing. That was an outdoor event, but obviously she couldn't use them inside. But we did get very carried away on the props front for this one with Janelle. Surprise, surprise! 
and she had this cute little rolling ice cream cart thing. So we did some decals for the sides that said Lady Sugarbell's Ice Cream Parlor to match a parasol that I did for her last year with the same logo on. And we made she'd made cake pops that looked like ice creams for all the judges. Um, so she was handing them out off her cart and then pulled out of the cart at the end a very, very large fake ice cream that I made out of um, assorted building materials so that they all got like nice normal sized ice creams and then she got to leave the stage with the world's largest ice cream (laughs) and yeah again quietly quite smug about that because I think it looks really fucking cool (laughs) now what's next talent oh yes Janelle's talent now that was something she was a bit um she wasn't sure what she was going to do for that one because obviously she was like, oh, you know, I can do cake decorating, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, okay, well, we've seen in the past cake decorating done and also we've seen it take a little bit longer because it isn't something you can do in three minutes or everyone would do it, you know? So we're sort of going through different options and she settled on showing people how to cut a cake because that's the thing. Like, I mean, anyone who's at our wedding will know that uh, unless you know how to cut a round cake into lots of pieces, it just turns into a clusterfuck. You know, you'd normally cut your wedges of cake and then you end up with, like, what, a grand total of 12 pieces of cake because you can't get the triangles any smaller than that. But she decided to do, like, show how the professionals do it and went with, like, a cute little cake-themed outfit to go with it. And so she'd found this adorable fabric that had mixes and baking stuff all over it. And um, her mum made her dress for that, which is quite sweet. And then I made her an apron with sprinkles all over it. And we did some jewellery with sprinkles. And then I did a flower crown with cake, um, bits of cake in it. Cake made out of expanding foam. Because again, building supplies apparently are what I work with most. And because I'm a psychopath and she was like, I don't know what shoes to wear. And I was like, well, they're behind a table, so it won't really matter. But if you've got a pair of shoes that you like, uh, send them to me and I'm going to do some stuff. Because have you guys seen the shoe bakery shoes? No. I have a feeling I have. They, like, are decorated to look like layers of cake and ice cream. Yes. And they do this. They're just incredible. But they're hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And so I've always wanted to, like, have a crack at figuring out, like, how I can do something like that. Because I, I feel like, you know, it's got to be possible, right? Surely. So I was like, look, if you don't mind letting me have a bit of a play, send me down some shoes that fit you. And I'll turn them into cake shoes. So I got, um, again, out with the building supplies, went to Bunnings, <laughs> bought a bunch of like flexible polyfiller and <laughs> things like that and made this incredible pair of shoes that look like cake with like whipped cream and strawberries on them to go with the... Because there's like cute little strawberries all over her dress as well. And again, Fran gets very carried away with matchy-matchy accessories. <laughs> so I've told her she has to do a photo shoot in that outfit because uh, yes. we barely saw any of the cool details when, I, when she was on stage. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I just really want to be able to show off the cool shoes that I made because I didn't take any photos while I was making anything because I don't have my shit together. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and finally, the my... I uh, No, I was going to say spoiler alert. This is my favourite thing that I've made ever. Janelle's evening gown with the confetti tulle that looked like sprinkles. And all the sort of pink accessories and stuff, which, um, again, I made the dress. She sort of said to me, like, I just want something that's fun. And I said, do you like the look of this fabric? And she said, yes. So I said, cool. Do you like, do you trust me? And she said, yeah. So um, I made that 
uh, like I could say I have her measurements from various other things I've worked on for her before. And I was like, look, you if you trust me, cool. Like, you know, I can show you progress photos if you want. And she's like, no, 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 keep it a surprise. So it meant that the day before the competition, when she'd come to Auckland, because it was the only time we could get a fitting in, the day before she came to see and try on her dress for the first time. And it was so fucking stressful. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, God, what if I've made it and it doesn't fit her? Like, I don't really have time to do a full, like, breakdown alteration. But anyway, it fit her perfectly. And I was so smug. So smug, you guys. I made Sarah come and look. Sarah was at my house at the time, and I made her come and look at it under the guise of needing help with something. I was like, Sarah, can you come and help just so that you can come and look at it? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I was so happy. It was awesome. After hearing about it as you were making it and getting to actually see it, it was just like, ah, that's the dress. Yeah. And I'd like, I'd had that fabric stashed away for ages, wanting to like make the perfect thing out of it. And I'm pleased that I used it for her because it turns out, yeah, the perfect thing was for someone else. Um, But it was just so cute. Made her, she wanted to go like full sort of like prom dress vibes. So made a cute little corsage to match in the same sort of colours, like cute satin bow sash that I um, was worried because this is just a big bit of ribbon, but I was worried that you know, because like, I'm very pedantic about bows, right? Like, if you can tie a bow, excellent. But if you tie a shit bow, it looks like shit. So I made it as like a clip-together belt thing with hook and eyes so that that way then the, the bow was sewn in place and stayed looking cute at the back because I was like, I'm going to be so mad if she does a shit bow. Um, so took that option away, but like made a cute little ribbon hair bow thing and like um, she got Laura miss powdered primrose to make her a necklace in the same sparkly pink as her shoes so i made some earrings to match that and it was all just it all came together so well i'm so happy with it and she was too thankfully because you know at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what my opinion is but i did have to gather 35 meters of ruffles and i'm never doing that again oh, go on so anyone who's messaged me asking to make that dress for them can suck it because <laughs> so much gathering hey friend how much do you love me? <laughs> Maybe that much. Maybe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So what's everyone's Janelle highlight? Ooh, for me, it's a toss up between her formal wear and her talent. Mm. I really like those two dresses. Without having seen the spectacular shoes, I'm still going to say talent. Because mm. I really like the print of that dress in the tie yeah um tie what do you call those things straps the tie shoulder things yes. yeah yeah no it was really cute well it's no secret that my favorite is her evening wear um because yeah it might be my favorite thing i've ever made um <laughs> all right so who is next um oh yeah another person who we're gonna have to talk about things fran made a lot andrea Halings, miss kitty cat runner-up for miss pinup new zealand 2023 now she had like a she wanted to really represent her indigenous australian heritage in her outfits and you'll see that as a pretty common thread throughout all of them but her day wear was this beautiful dress that she'd hand painted and this like incredibly vibrant blue with the red desert along the bottom and like some little people figures to represent her and her family under Uluru. And it 
it's jaw-droppingly beautiful. Like, she just walked on stage and it is such a wow piece. She did such an amazing job on it. She made all her own jewellery and painted her headscarf and stuff as well. And I've said it before and I'll say it again, but her boobs look incredible in this dress. You know, it's just amazing. Everything about it is immaculate and she just looked so happy in it, which I think is, you know, the real key there. She just really fucking loves that dress and, you know, you can tell she looks amazing. She feels amazing in it. So for Andrea's beachwear, she had um, a sort of robe jacket in a print made by, or a print designed by an Indigenous Australian artist. So it's blues and has sort of snakes and a lot of that sort of pointed dot work and um, gold shiny vinyl heels and then a gold lame swimsuit underneath it, um, which is truly spectacular. It's one of my favourite swimsuits I think she just looked amazing and then um she had some gold earrings um with snakes on from me and then she took off her robe and done the back of her swimsuit tight because like a whole neck and then it's got a really open back and so on the back she had one of the gold giant gold resin snakes that I made her but she just looked fucking incredible and you can tell that she was really feeling herself because she just you know was out there strutting it the smile that was always on her face was from ear to ear it was amazing Yeah, and the cool thing is, like, because Andrea, the first time she did Miss Pinup was my year, and she'd entered quite a few times before that, and I think this time, you know, seeing her on stage this time round compared to last time, like, she's just grown so much as a person and is so confident in who she is, and it showed the entire time. Like, she just, she did an amazing job. And she, like, you know, she was panicking. She made that jacket herself. It was, like, one of the, you know, she's not much of a sewer. She kept saying, like, I'm working on it, and I'm doing okay, I'm just a bit worried. But she did such a good job, and it looked great, and you could tell that she was just really fucking proud of it, which is cool. Now, her talent is something that we definitely need to talk about. She had this spectacular blue dress that she'd had, um, again, another print designed by an Indigenous Australian artist, and Judy from Curvy Couture made it, uh, made the dress, and it was beautiful, and she had matching head wrap, and again, some spectacular gold accessories and snakes and stuff from us, but her talent just blew me out of the water. Like, it was fucking beautiful. It was kind of like a bit, I guess a bit beat poetry, but not poetry, but it was just unbelievable and she talked about you know her sort of journey to get to Miss Pinup and why she thought you know what prompted her to enter again and she talked sort of about life and about loss and about you know doing things that make you happy and you know it was just like you could hear a pin drop when she finished because it was just so like poignant and everyone took a wee minute before they launched into their applause because I think you know it was just kind of was just massive like it was it was beautiful it was so beautiful uh, there were definitely some teary eyes in the house and you could tell that she really really cared about what she was saying which was cool and so we've got um we've got a recording of that and we've asked Andrea if we can put it in at the end of the podcast and she said yes so you'll hear her talent from her on the day at the end of this but we just really wanted to make sure that people got a chance to hear it because you know us saying she did a speech and it was great doesn't really convey <laughs> like quite how powerful and moving it actually was <laughs> so we will be playing that for you guys later on in the episode but it really was just spectacular and then Andrea's evening wear another one where people walked out on like she walked out on stage and there was just this sharp intake of breath from the crowd because everyone just stopped and was like <gasps> And, like, it was just, yeah, she just looked amazing. She had a vintage sort of two-piece tuxedo suit. She had this great lace shirt underneath it with some ruffles down the front and kind of a puff sleeve. And, again, like, 
She had the gold snakes. And I'm going to, again, toot my own horn, as per usual. Andrea had messaged me and said, I want to get these in gold about the earrings. And said, but what's the biggest snake you can make? And I was like, do you really want the biggest? What are you doing with it? And she's like, I think I do want the biggest. And I said, it's 30 centimeters long. And she said, okay, yep. Can I get a couple of those? And also gold? And I was like, um, yep, can do. Uh, why? What are you doing with them? And she said, oh, yeah, I've got a few ideas for attaching things to this. And she said, I want to put one in my hair. And I sort of said, well, they're quite large and flat. So putting one in your hair might just look like you're about to take off. Like it'll just look like wings poking out either side. But do you trust me? And she said, yes. And I got to play around and basically had to take this giant snake and to like time it right so that the giant snake was coming out of the mold in time that it was cured enough that it was all the details would stay solid, but still flexible enough that I could mold it around a head mold and like pin it all in place and clamp it all down until it cured properly. So it was like rounded across around her head. So it meant that the snake would weave backwards in and out of her hair. And fuck me, it turned out so cool. So fucking cool. So proud of it. It was amazing. But she did just such an incredible job. And she, like, it was nice to see her do something, you know, a bit out of the ordinary. And we know Andrea has an incredible collection of gowns because we've seen many of her incredible gowns before. So to look at, you know, to take a very different approach to evening wear and do this really striking suit with giant gold snakes looks so fucking cool. So cool. All right. So what's our favorite Miss Kitty Cat moment? I have to go with, I absolutely loved her day wear. If you're going mm. outfits, if you're going moments, it's her talent. Yeah, hands down. Yep. Yeah, her day wear dress is beautiful and it might be one of my favourite things I've ever seen her in. But the talent overall, the whole vibe was just mind-blowing. I'm so glad that we've been able to get a copy of what she said and been able to put it into us because when you hear yeah. it, you'll just be... Yeah. It's amazing. It's so moving. What about you, Emma? What's your favourite Miss Kitty Cat outfit? Um, her favourite outfit is definitely the day wear um, and also because the photo that I'm looking at, she looks so incredibly happy to be on stage and wearing that. Yeah. Um, and I haven't actually heard her talent yet, so I'm looking forward to... Skipping all the parts of this episode where I talk and listening to the end part. <laughs> <laughs> That's cheating, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next on the list, Miss Pandelina. Now, Helen is incredible. She's another one who really picked a theme and ran with it. And uh, her theme was leopard as a neutral, which I am here for. <laughs> So for her day wear, she did a sort of like corporate rockabilly, which was adorable and went with, you know, like a cute little button up shirt with a pussy bow kind of neckline and a leopard print pencil skirt and looked, you know, very serious business, Helen. And it was just so cute. Another really nice example of someone owning their vibe and being like, yeah, this is what I wear all the time. This is what I'm going to do on stage and, and really representing her personality. So it was really cute. And she had like a little manila folder and looked very much like, you know, the boss lady in charge, which was quite cute. And gave the judges a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it was adorable. Um, her beachwear, really cute. Once again, on theme, she had this um, sort of black high-waisted shorts with cherry skulls embroidered on them. Uh, a pair of the black Lucky Lou carved heels, which, again, I'm pining over. And a leopard print bikini sort of bandeau 
situation with uh, a big old sun hat and a cane banana bag. And she just looked fucking great. Like, she did a slip, slop, slap and rap play on that and slip, slop, slap her ass. And that was her off on, <laughs> on her way. And there's a cute photo of her, like, giving her, giving her butt a good slap. A fun take on a beachwear sort of sketch, you know. Uh, her talent. Where have I put her talent? Oh, <laughs> her talent. Like, it was just so good. It was so good. She had these cute leopard print overalls and a t-shirt with a heart cut out underneath it and her hair in a bandana. And she basically came out and was like, so here's the thing. There's all these things I could have done as a talent, but instead I decided to learn something new. And she taught herself a bunch of tricks with a yo-yo and then used the tricks, the names of the tricks to tell story about what she's sort of up to at the moment. And it was like, you know, learning all these new tricks and then she's going to be a grandma soon. So it was, you know, rocking the cradle and all that kind of, but it was just like a really, really cool way of pulling together a talent when you're like, none of my skills are something I can put on stage for three minutes, so I'm just going to learn a new one and it's going to be really fucking cool. So great. Made me want to go find my yo-yo. I don't know where it is, but I need to find it. (laughs) I've never been able to yo-yo, but I'm like, man, maybe I should try. (laughs) So good. And yeah, it was just, yeah, like the whole thing was just really cute and, and really well done. And such a great example of finding something that you can just teach yourself to do a thing and that can be your talent and you keep it really simple and it can still be really effective. And Helen, again, in her evening wear, spectacular leopard print gown. It's beautiful, fully fitted mermaid gown. And it is phenomenal. So she had that and some black gloves and then a white fur stole and, again... Fran talking about Fran things. A gigantic hair flower (laughs) crown with spikes coming out of it um, and all sorts of creams and neutrals. It took me ages to find lots of brown and cream flowers that didn't look like shit because as soon as she sent me a photo of what she was sort of looking at and it was in white and I was like, we could do white or we could roll with the leopard as a neutral and find cool, like really cool brown and tan and sort of beigey kind of cream flowers and I think it looked really cool but the whole dress was just like supreme elegance and it fitted her perfectly she looked amazing you could tell who she was through all her outfits which was amazing yeah yeah um all right favorite Miss Pandelina moment favorite moment was definitely the talent yeah yeah favorite outfit I'm gonna have to go with formal wear yeah same yeah Mm, very glamorous. Alrighty, next up on the list, Miss Polly Rose. Now, Holly, we love dearly. She's come and um, worked for us at QMU and she's going to be joining us at Beach Hop. So that's exciting. But she is another, she's one of those people who is always immaculately coordinated from head to toe at all times. So we knew that she was going to bust out some pretty cute outfits. Her day wear was kind of a Beauty and the Beast vibe. So she had the yellow Honey Lamour dress with the red screen printed roses on and then red accessories. She had like a cute little cape and a wee red bag and wee red shoes and... Um, obviously her hair is bright red so it all worked perfectly and then she'd messaged me ages ago about wanting some red polka dot sheer gloves so I was like yep I can do that definitely no problem anyway ordered fabric it turns up uh, they'd sent me the wrong one and the new stuff wasn't going to arrive in time so it was red flocked hearts instead of red polka dots I was like yep that we can deal with so anyway painstakingly hand sewed some gloves together because I sewed them on the machine and they looked a bit shit I was like nope they're going to look much nicer if they're hand sewed together what I didn't realise until she, about 10 minutes before she came to pick them up, was that I'd made two of the same hand. 
So um, <laughs> so one of her gloves is inside out because they're sheer, so you don't really notice. But it was still just like one of those moments where I was like, oh, fuck. Like, how have I... Oh, no. <laughs> like, it gives you any idea of quite how tired I was in the lead-up to Miss Pinup that I just comfortably made two left hands. So I've got to make her a new right hand to go with them so that she doesn't just have two left hands. Uh, but, yeah, fuck my life, honestly. Never again. Um, <laughs> Going to have to be much more careful about gloves next time. <laughs> uh, but all in all, she looked fucking adorable, and that was a very cute combination and a very holly combination for her to sort of kick off her Miss Pinup showcase with. Her beachwear, also adorable. Now, her beachwear was made by Judy, Curvy Couture, and Judy always makes beautiful things as we know we've seen plenty of beautiful Judy creations on the Miss Pinup catwalk over the years but she'd found this really great sort of slightly 60s floral fabric with daisies and some chrysanthemums and stuff in it in sort of yellow red oranges and sort of blues so it was a cute little three-piece set with a little halter neck crop removable overskirt thing and some yellow and red shorts and had some cute accessories to go with that in the yellow family but the whole thing was quite adorable and you can take the skirt off and wear it like a little cape but it was just really cute and really on brand for holly color wise adorable now holly's talent she um sort of was keeping it a little bit under wraps and not not wanting to talk about what she was doing at QMU. and then she was like okay i'll tell you i'll tell you i'll tell you i'm gonna do a dance to britney because it just makes me feel really good and i was like this could go either way but it was quite cute. She did like a full, like, as Britney's stronger and the whole sort of premise was like, you know, this is what, when you're having a shit day, turning up lots of loud music and just dancing and being like chaotic and moving around your room and singing along to things at the top of your lungs and what have you. And that's sort of what that feels like. And so she had that and she had this like tropical fruit dress that then there was a, a reveal moment that she spun around and pulled on a bit of the dress and then it turned into a whole other dress, like a quick change spinny around thing, which was quite cool. What I want to know is where did she keep that wig that she pulled on? I know <laughs> she, she put a wig on at one point. She had a blood capsule in her mouth so she could pretend to have a bleeding nose. Like there's so much going on, but also I have no idea where she hid any of that stuff. <laughs> Cause like when she, when she right. turned around, she had that wig on. I'm like, wait, what? Where did that come yeah. from? <laughs> it just got like wilder and wilder. <laughs> but yes, it was quite impressive. And like, yeah, I just, I fucking, I'm a sucker for a dress reveal. You know, I think RuPaul's Drag Race and many burlesque shows have just ruined me for normal clothes. There has to be a reveal. And <laughs> she absolutely managed to make that reveal happen. Well executed. Um, and Holly's evening wear was another Judy creation. This beautiful purple satin gown, sort of based on, because um, you know the uh, Pretty Dress Company, I think that's the Tilly, Tilly dress that has yeah. that off-shoulder tie. Yeah, so she's got the purple version of that, and she's like, it's my favorite dress. Like, I fucking love that dress. It makes me feel the best. So, of course, if I'm looking for an evening dress, that one is an evening dress, but I want to step it up a bit. I'm going to step it up and get Judy to make a version, like an, a gown with that sort of neckline to it. So it was quite cool, like, you know, being able to say, like, this is something I fucking love in my wardrobe. Let's ramp it up a few steps. And so her dress was beautiful. And she sort of had a bit of a Jessica Rabbit vibe, but in reverse, because she had a purple dress and then red gloves and red shoes and then pearl accessories. And then I made her have a bunch of, like, 
beautiful cotton lace appliques left over from a wedding dress. So I custom dyed a couple of those and stitched them together. So I made them to match her dress and um, added some pearl beads and what have you. Um, just because she wanted something that was going to be a focal piece, but not like a hair slide with rhinestones on because there were no rhinestones anywhere else. And she didn't really want a flower because flowers weren't really, it could just wasn't going to sit elegantly in the way she wanted it to so I was quite pleased with what we came up with but she looked beautiful and you could tell that she was like absolutely feeling herself in it you know yeah all right favorite Holly Miss Polly Rose outfit for me it's got to be her swimwear yeah that was really cute I was tossing up in my head between her day wear and her swimwear but to me her swimwear was just I loved it I thought it was really cute yeah I really liked her day wear I thought it was just really fun in a really cute way of like you know, like referencing something without dressing up like the thing, you know? Yeah. What about you, Emma? Um, I quite like her uh, evening gown. With the, yeah. the red and the purple. It was beautiful. Um, a good combination that I would never have thought of. Yeah. And you could tell that she just fucking loved it. She was so, yeah, so excited about that dress and how it all came together. She came backstage afterwards to, like, come and say hi and check in and just burst into tears. <laughs> She's like, I've just had the best time. Like, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> quite lovely really now um she took out miss picture perfect and miss people's choice this year which was very exciting so she was drowning in sashes by the end of it (laughs) but her campaigning definitely paid off because she was at every event going around and making you know making sure that people knew that the people's choice thing was happening so at the very least you know it's a good way to make sure that people know that you exist and are in the competition and chatting away to people and making them want to vote for you because you're a nice person it's kind of the key We're going to skip over Sandy because we'll talk about hers last. (laughs) Next up on the list, Sienna. So Miss Sherbet Fizz, another one that uh, I'll be frank, I had, uh, I got to make quite a lot of things for. So I'm going to be talking up my own skills here for a little while. (laughs) But Sienna has like a, her sort of whole vibe is, you know, bright pink and yellow. And she wanted that to sort of, that color scheme to run through all of her outfits. So her day wear is a cute pink dress with um, little cap sleeves and sunflowers and little bees all over it. So I made her some shoe clips with bees on and a hair flower with bees on. And then she borrowed one of my vintage saucer hats, which I then also made like a corsage thing to pin onto it that, you know, later on she can just put on a dress or clip onto a bag or something with all these little tiny bees in. So I thought that was quite adorable and it was just a nice like first appearance outfit for on stage turning up and just being able to be like bam this is who I am colorful and adorable um her uh her beach wear was also super cute she wanted to do something that was a little bit different from the you know from the tropical prints that we see a lot of because I mean don't get me wrong I fucking love a tropical print but beach wear does often get kind of dominated by the tropical prints so she went with kind of a bath time rubber duck sort of vibe which was quite sweet and I made her a um little rubber duck flower crown type thing with loofers and ping pong balls to look like bubbles and rubber ducks. And then uh, because I'm a psychopath, um, (laughs) I made it some earrings and a necklace with little tiny uh, resin bathtubs. And I made little tiny, tiny, tiny polymer clay ducks to go in the bathtubs and then filled up the bathtubs with little glass beads that look like bubbles. So yeah, I was quite smug about how cool they looked. I wish I got better photos, but yeah, such is life. And I was like, uh, I've made you these and you have to wear them regardless. She's like, really? And I was like, well, you don't have to wear them, but they just go so well. And I couldn't help myself. And I had this mold and she's like, oh no, it's fine. They're really cute. I'll wear them. 
<laughs> like, might have forced her into that, but they looked quite cute. <laughs> she made herself like a little handbag out of a giant rubber duck and some loofers, and um, she'd made her outfit with her mother-in-law. She bought the rubber duck fabric and made a cute little rubber duck print uh, crop top halter neck situation and a wee matching circle skirt with rubber duck appliques and then her fluffy flamingo slippers. It was all just a bit adorable, really. And her big loofah on a stick. So I'd sort of said to her, like, she's like, what should I like, do for a prop? And I was like, you don't need a prop, but if you're going to have a prop, get like a big old loofah on a stick or something so you can pretend that you're bathing. Because, you know, if you're in rubber duck themed, people will have beach-related things. You can just be like, fuck it, bath time. <laughs> now, for her talent, she did a, like, sort of faux infomercial, Mary Poppins bag, where you can kind of just fit everything into a small space. And all the things that mums have to carry around with some extra slightly wild things getting thrown into the mix. She had like snacks and toys and makeup compact and all that kind of stuff. And then also a pair of lacy undies and some fluffy handcuffs and a rabbit vibrator and all kinds of things that just kept getting pulled out of the box, getting more and more flustered about the nonsense that was appearing when she's trying to do her infomercial. And so her outfit for that, I made her skirt and her necktie. She wanted it to be like very prim and proper, but still on theme for her color scheme. So she'd found this um, like rainbow gingham sort of plaid fabric that had been a curtain. So we made like a pencil skirt with a wee ruffle along the bottom and she did like a cardigan over her shoulders, like yellow cardi and then like a little pink top to wear underneath it. And it was all just very like prim and proper, but still colorful and very much a sienna color scheme so it was quite cute really i just love the fact that she kept pulling things out the box and sometimes they were like oh yeah oh yeah and then sometimes she's like what the fuck yeah (laughs) yeah yeah because there was some discussion about like drilling a hole in a table and putting a bag on top of that and cutting the hole out so it just was like a small bag and pulling more and more things out of it but that just got a little bit complicated as far as like the logistics of buying a small table and cutting a hole in it and you know reaching elbows deep into this bag that doesn't look like it should fit you know your whole arm in it to pull out (laughs) something giant but yeah it all got a bit chaotic so we're like right we'll have to pare that back just a little bit But it came out pretty cute. And, like, she's not much of a public speaker, so it was such a big deal for her being able to get up there and speak on stage and, and, you know, perform and do a really good job. So I'm really proud of her. Now, her evening wear, again, something for Fran to be smug about. Sienna sort of came to me and was like, hey, this is the sort of vibe I'm thinking. I'm not really sure what I want, though. Just sort of pink and sparkly and some sort of floofily, you know, big skirt and what have you. And I sort of talked her around and she like sent a few sort of example photos I sort of said well how do you feel about something a bit more fitted with maybe an overskirt she's like no 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 I don't wear fitted things no it's not you know my tummy blah 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 and like I get it because her and I are basically the same size and basically the same shape so you know I get that you know can be kind of stressful so I was like look just come around and try on a few of my dresses see what you like the shape of and if there's anything that jumps out at you we can work from there as like a base style for what we end up creating ultimately and so she came over and tried on my uh, my cockroach dress that I made for Viva with the pink sparkly overskirt covered in cockroaches and um, she sort of said like I like this but maybe not with the cockroaches 
So she kind of wanted to go with a sort of like slightly more elegant and a little bit more graceful. So we went with some butterflies and had these cute little chiffon multiple layered butterflies with rhinestones in the middle. So when you move the butterfly's wings flap and yeah, she felt like an absolute princess. So I'm happy with how it came together because I think, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, I would have loved to have covered it in cockroaches a la my own campy tacky nonsense, but <laughs> had to like make sensible paired back decisions for someone else to be like I get it she probably doesn't want to be covered in cockroaches but yeah it turned out quite cute like pink sparkly fitted dress little overskirt covered in butterflies and um silver accessories so I made her some shoe clips and then uh, she wanted a big flower crown with butterflies and silver and what have you so I made some earrings and stuff to go with it as well in that same pink sparkly kind of colorway as the dress so that everything was pretty tidy coordination wise and I think it came together really well Favourite Miss Sherbet Fizz outfit moment? Definitely the formal wear. Mm. What about you, Emma? Um, it's a toss-up between formal wear and swimwear um, because the swimwear is so different and the ducks are really cute. But I do really like the dress that you made, so we'll say it's a tie. <laughs> yeah, as much as I like, I fucking love that, that dress. And, like, I mean, of course I love it. It's, like, based on something that I made for myself, so... Of course, we know that I like that, that dress. But yeah, I think I think the most fun, well, the one that she looked like she was having the most fun in was her swimwear. Mm-hmm. Like she really did, you know, go on, ham it up, and be a bit camp. And I think she had a lot of fun with it, so that was cool. Um, all right, next on the list, our second Tracy for the event, Miss Tracy Licious. Now we love Tracy, and she really digs that sort of like classic 40s kind of shapes and they really suit her and so for her day wear she did um these long wide-legged red pants and then a cute little button-up shirt and daily hair flower from us you know she's just nice sort of classic combo she, you can tell when she walked on stage that she was like really fucking feeling it <laughs> her beach wear was fucking adorable she did like a cute little sort of rompery one piece that sort of felt a little bit 20s, 30s swimwear, longish shorts. Yeah, a bit, a bit rompery. It was adorable. And um, is it, it was red stripes, wasn't it? Red and white stripes or red and white sort of checkery print? I think but, it was um, red and white checker. Yeah, yeah it's checkers. It's hard to tell on some of these photos, but it was very cute. And then white accessories and a little um, little black hat. But she had one of those welcome aboard life boys. Which was so cute. <laughs> and time she posed with the welcome aboard life boy, just sort of suggestively placed. <laughs> so cute. And you could tell that she just really, like, I, get, I mean, this is a repeating theme. Uh, she just really fucking loved it. Like, she was really feeling it. And to be able to get up on stage and feel that confident in your togs is really hard. So, yeah, it was just, it was pretty magical to see. Because she really did. And, like, seeing her from the first couple of pageants that she'd entered that I've seen her in to seeing her in Miss Pinup, like, it was just worlds apart. She's done... Her confidence has skyrocketed. It was amazing. Um, Now, for her talent, she did uh, How to Restore a Wig and showed us uh, a bit of a demo on how to make tired synthetic wigs look a little bit fresher. And so... And that's um, it's a fun trick that is ta- fucking tedious when you've got to do 17 of them at a time. But um, <laughs> she did, uh, so she had her wig on a stand and then, um, you know, the, the magic mix of fabric softener and water and a spray bottle and some 
in a steamer and it kind of helps soften everything up a bit obviously because synthetic fabrics I mean synthetic fibers act like fabric so you can use fabric softener on them and sort of showed us just how to make a tired sort of ratty but knotty looking wig soft and flowy and nice again so that was cool I think that was a trick that a lot of people don't necessarily know because I think people go into wigs and they're like yep cool and they'll just brush it and then it turns into chaos stretched frizzy nonsense <laughs> so you just hear people around the audience going huh anytime she said anything it's like oh yeah no she's clearly like not only is she telling us things she's actually teaching people stuff which is cool and so she did a great job on that and her outfit for that was really cute as well yes i love that dress yeah like velvety kind of number yes no she did a great job and it is very hard to like talk about hairstyling while you're doing it because once you've said now you just spray this with this and then you hold the steamer over it you've given your instructions so then you have to sort of fill time trying to also talk about things that are useful knowledge while you're doing the thing that you've just told them all to do because you don't have to say and then I'll spray this and then I'll comb this and then I'll spray this and then I'll steam this so yeah it's quite the balancing act trying to talk to people about hairdressing while you're hairdressing Now, Tracy's evening wear was spectacular, and I'd been talking to her about it many, many, many months ago when she was entering, because I helped her put together her video, and she'd sort of said, like, this is my plan, this is what I'm thinking for my evening wear, and I was like, oh yeah, that could be kind of cool, but it did, it came out beautifully, and she went with this gorgeous, like, white, because Tracy's, like, very tall, she's got incredible long legs and really broad shoulders, so finding a way to like show off these incredible long legs and make sure that, you know, a dress sits really elegantly. Like she's got so much real estate to work with height wise. So being able to do this beautiful long white dress with a thigh high split up the front and a big long train, very low plunging neckline, all in white. She just looked fucking incredible. And then a big rosette, in the trans flag colours because Tracy is a trans woman and obviously wanted to represent that and she did such an amazing job. She had this gorgeous rainbow clutch and she had a hairpiece made by um, the lovely Katie Lee from Belbina Lee but she just looked fucking incredible and you could tell that she was just absolutely loving it. I must admit I didn't see the detail um, on the day but I saw a post just recently about it and it's actually one of Katie's um, bats it's yeah. a white bat with the colors on it yeah i didn't realize it was a bat on the day i was just like, oh yeah that's really cute and it's like clearly a katie one but um yeah the photo of it close up and you're like oh shit that's a bat so yeah, yeah no it's really cute so cool i loved it yeah and she looked she looked beautiful she looked kind of like a cross between a movie star and a bride which you know it's nothing quite like feeling like a just a real fucking princess like a very glamorous Hollywood movie star slash bride on your <laughs> in your evening wear for a pageant. Yeah. <laughs> Although maybe I'm just biased because every time I've entered anything and done evening wear, there's always some sort of wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> so is that the secret? Yeah, yeah, clearly. Maybe it's just because I didn't wear an actual wedding dress to my wedding. I'm overcompensating. Um, all right, favorite Miss Trace Alicious moment slash outfit. Hard. Swimwear for me. Hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go. Yeah. Probably. Dresses formal wear. Yeah, I think they were all really good, and I like her. Um, I like her day wear because it was quite different. You know, it showed off those very long legs. But I think just how joyful she looked in her formal wear 
has got to be it for me. Like, she just, you know, you could tell that she felt like a fucking princess. Yeah. And that's always my favourite thing. Um, all right. I haven't missed anyone else, have we? Aside from Sandy. Sandy's next. Yay. Now, we've left Sandy to last because, A, there's lots to talk about, and B, she won. Um, so there's plenty to talk about. But... Sandy is amazing. She is a superhuman, and she made every single thing that she was wearing. She got a couple of hats from Katie, but other than that, she yeah, she made everything that she was wearing, and she was the only contestant who didn't wear something from me or the beauty school dropouts. <laughs> so yeah, like nine out of ten of them, all at some point in something that I had made, <laughs> except Sandy, and like... I mean, I'm glad because she, like, she just absolutely fucking nailed it. And I, there's, you know, you can just see that, like, everything from head to toe was completely her vision. And her sort of vibe for the whole contest was recreating outfits from historic films and media. And so her day wear was this spectacularly gorgeous dress with sort of a shawl back and these big balloon organza sleeves and, and stripes and bows and cute little hat full of flowers and it was just I mean she's just immaculate and like what a way to first appear on the stage it was just beautiful she looked like she was out of a movie yeah and Sandy's another one who um yeah like she, as I said she always looks immaculate she's also like super tall and has this beautiful long hair so she always looks like she's stepped straight off this the screen of something but she is just so always so elegant and so poised and yeah I'm gonna we'll talk to her more about her outfits and the inspiration behind them when we chat to her but yeah her day wear was just such a such a spectacular way to start her Miss Pinup show now her beach wear also spectacularly cute inspired by the Marilyn swimsuit with the red and white polka dots and the cute little overskirt and like ruffles and the cute little bikini and high-waisted shorts and then a matching parasol and white shoes and just every single thing like Sandy doesn't over accessorize and we all know that I do love love too many accessories but she always seems to just be able to pair things back to the point where everything looks so considered and so perfect without feeling the need to add 17 extra bangles and things like that. So it was just really cool to see how how carefully considered everything she put together was. And also I might need to make myself a swimsuit like that because that little overskirt thing is like fucking adorable. I, I was just going to say, friend. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I've got a busy couple of months ahead making things for Sarah. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, now, also for her talent, she made herself the, you know, the in Greece, the outfit where Sandy at the dance is doing the hand jive type thing, the little white floaty chiffon number with the little cape. And her husband came out in a black velvet blazer, black pants, pink shoes and a pink shirt with a big old collar to look like. Danny Zuko at prom and they did the Born to Hand Jive hand jive song and it was just so fucking cute like it was just absolutely adorable and like picked her up at the end she did a big sort of like dip over his knee it was all just very cute and you could tell that like because I walked past them when but just before we were going like they were going on for talent as we were all filing back in her husband and Jade's husband were standing outside waiting to like be called in to go on stage to help their ladies do their thing and he was just sort of like psyching himself up. And I was like, you should be so fucking proud of her. She's doing so great. And he's like, yeah, God, I'm going to hope, hope I'm not going to screw it up. <laughs> like, no, no, <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be great. You guys are great. 
but it was just so sweet. Yeah, just the whole thing was quite adorable and everyone was getting in on it and the people in the audience singing along and hand jiving along. It's quite cute. Now, Sandy's evening wear. The amazing evening wear. Wow. Now, we were arriving at the same time as her in the morning, so I saw her walking in carrying the the headpiece and the shoulder, the collar bit. And as soon as I saw them, I was like, oh, holy shit, like, this is going to be incredible. And I was mad at myself for, like, letting myself spoil it by seeing it early, because I was like, I just know that this is going to be amazing, and I'm so angry that I've seen this bit of it. (laughs) But it didn't take away from the wow factor, because... Holy shit. It was like this incredible sort of Grecian style satin gown with lots of gathering a la Zigfield Follies. Look like a soft chill overlay with stars and things all over it. And then these amazing like wrist star fireworky kind of things and then a big crown covered in gold stars and then this huge big wired collar with these stars all over it. And again, I, the way I'm describing it, it sounds like a train wreck, but... <laughs> That's only because I'm terrible at describing things. It's just fucking beautiful. And as soon as she walked out on stage, everyone was just like, oh, whoa. It was so cool. Just spectacular. It was breathtaking. Mm. And she just looks so radiant. And like she's got all this hair, so to have found time to put it all up out the way and have it still look like very, you know, polished and just so, she just looked so beautiful. It was incredible. Yes, I can't wait to ask her lots of questions about what made her settle on that idea because it is just... And I can see... Because I ran into her a couple of weeks beforehand um, at a market. I was like, oh, you know, how's it all going? And she's like, I've made a mistake making everything myself. Probably a bad idea. And she'd taken all this... Like, she'd taken a week off to make all her outfits and get it all sorted. And then she got COVID. So she had to spend the week in bed instead. (laughs) Like, she was sort of panicking. And I had to sort of say say to her, like, there's no way it's not going to be incredible. Like, there's no way. You do everything amazing. And realistically, like, no matter what you put out there, even if it's not 100% finished, even if you're still hand-sewing shit in the car on the day, you just have to, like, own it. And it's going to be fine. Like, it's going to be fine. If you look like you're worried that things aren't right, that's the only time that anyone's going to notice that things aren't right. And I said, you know, especially because I feel like, you know, for me, especially if I'm making things and they're not immaculate, I get very annoyed. But other people still think they're fine because they're not out there making shit like that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, having had that discussion with her and she's like, yeah, no, I think I think that's probably it. I think it's going to be fine. I think it's going to be fine. And like, fuck me. Like, it's so beyond fine. She looked amazing. Just totally spectacular, and I can't wait to find out more about it from her. Um, alrighty, so, favourite Sandy D moment? I have to go that evening wear. Yeah. I just... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. Evening wear for me too. Like, that's just like... Holy shit. <laughs> she looks uh, ethereal, was that the word? Like... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, we've seen some pretty wow moments from people, but... Yeah, that was just something else entirely. My little nieces would love that. She looks like some. She looks like a princess of a movie. That they'd love that. Yeah, she just just looks so incredible, and you could tell that she fucking loved it. She was so proud of everything that she did. She just looked so beautiful. So, we'll go through quick. What's your favorite of everyone's day wear? Uh, brain work. <laughs> Two seconds, please. Well, I think I'm going to go my favourite is Andrea, Miss Kitty Cat. Her day wear is my favourite. Yeah, I'm going to have to say Andrea or Jade. They're my two favourites. Yeah. Um, 
Here, I think I'll agree with Sarah, mm-hmm. actually. No, no, right. Jade. No, Jade? I <laughs> 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 yeah, told you we're a Jade Lemonade fangirl podcast. All right, favourite, beachwear. Also Jade. Yeah, I think Jade's beachwear might be my favourite. Oh, see, it, once again, it comes down to a toss-up between Jade and um, Holly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hers was cute. They were all cute. Um, all right, favourite talent. Go talent outfit and then favourite talent talent. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, this is going to sound creepy. <laughs> favourite outfit. Jade! <laughs> Favourite talent? Giselle. Giselle, 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 Giselle. Gazella. Gazella. That's it! Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. No, she's fairly used to people getting her name wrong. I've been doing it for years. <laughs> Favourite talent outfit? Um, Janelle's. Outfit with the mixes oh, yes. on the dress. Lady Sugar Bell. Yes. Yeah. Um, as far as that I can't pick cool. a favourite talent because I haven't seen them. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> we won't make you just guess. <laughs> I think my favourite talent might have been Helen, Miss Pandelina with the yo-yos. I think that was really cute. And it was a really cool way to like find a talent and make it your talent. <laughs> uh, but my favourite talent outfit would have been Jade's. Because again... We're a Jade Lemonade fangirl podcast. All right. Evening wear outfit. Sandy. Easy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) We are four for four. Jade Lemonade fangirl podcast. (laughs) I have to say two again. Like, I can't pick between Sandy or Jade. Yeah. No, it was super cute. For personally biased reasons, mine would have to be Janelle, Lady Sugar Bells, just because I fucking loved it, or Sandy's just because of that absolute wow moment. Although Andrea's was also really cool and hers was a big wow moment. Yeah, I... Fuck it, I don't know. I, don't, I can't pick a favourite. They were all great. Yeah, Everyone I, looked amazing. I was just <laughs> looking at Andrea right now going, oh, fuck, maybe I should have done a three-way. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Sarah's out here doing three ways. Well, if it makes you feel any better about your three way, um, Sarah, today I had a three way with my daughter's teacher and her father because apparently it's a great idea for high schools to call parent teacher interviews three ways. Oh, oh no. Surely, <laughs> surely you can see the problem. No, no, no. <laughs> no, they can't. <laughs> but technically it's a four-way because also your kid is there so that's kind of awkward <laughs> good god yeah no fuck everything about that it's very Dunedin I'll give it that yeah <laughs> <laughs> now so um, we're not doing listener questions because we've got this interview with uh, Sandy that I'm going to pop in right here so uh, take it away future friend. All right, so joining us now via Zoom from the north of Auckland, we have the absolutely spectacular Miss Sandy D, our Miss Pinup New Zealand 2023. Yay! Woo! Welcome. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. I know that this has been uh, 
what feels like a long time coming, given the clusterfuck that is the weather of late. How have you fared? Has everything been okay at your place? Yeah, pretty good. We lost our power for about three and a half days, so that was a little bit tricky, but it's all back on again now, so that's good. Excellent, excellent. Well, we've got, um, we've been collecting questions from the general public um, (laughs) to ask you about your Mispin Up (laughs) journey, but I want to ask, first of all, like, what what was it that made you decide to enter Mispin Up New Zealand this year? Like, what was the fuck it, I'm going to do it moment for you? Well, I've been thinking about it for the last couple of years. I came really close to entering last year, but COVID came along and put me off. Um, So, yeah, so I decided, right, bite the bullet this year and go for it. Yay! Well, we're all very pleased that you did. Um, I I mean, we've gushed at length about your outfits during our episode recording last night with the team. Uh, And, I mean, it it was no surprise that you won why and why you won but um <laughs> how no. did you find overall like the prep phase because I know like I talked to you at a couple of things in the lead up and you were making everything yourself which is quite the challenge to set so like what was your what was your sort of game plan going into it all yeah well it definitely was quite the challenge I'm not sure it was the smartest <laughs> thing to do but that's all right <laughs> as you know I do like to make my outfit. So, yeah, it was a pretty full-on lead-up, I must admit, and there were some fairly stressful times. Uh, There were a few tears at times, but, um, yeah, happy with how things worked out. It was was full-on. Yeah, no, it's one of those daft things, hey, because you're like, yeah, I'm going to do all of it, look at me go, and then the further and further you get into it, you're like, oh shit, maybe I should have outsourced this little thing, because it's one 10-minute job that I could have allocated 10 minutes of to something else. (laughs) ends up being quite stressful. You did almost get contacted, Fran. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, then I would have been able to collect the set, because you're the only person that I didn't make something for, for Miss Pin Up New Zealand this year. You were so busy. <laughs> yeah, I kept thinking to myself, it's okay, because I don't have to still look like a person at the end of all of this. And then I'd think, fuck, if it's Sandy does, God, the poor thing, like, she's making just as much nonsense as I am, except she also then has to look like a human being and perform on the day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you did spectacularly well. Thank you. It really was just such a joy to see you on stage. And I've said this to you in person as well, but like just the massive growth that we've all seen from you over the years and your just and your confidence and your, you know, sort of on stage persona, like it really has just been so wonderful to see. And it was so cool to see that get recognized on the day. Like it really was such a well-deserved win and I'm so pleased for you. Thank you. Yeah, I have been sort of working my way up through the pageants over the last few years, trying to learn as much as I can um, and learn a lot from other people. Um, so, yeah, it was um, really nice to, um, to take out the win. Really unexpected, too. I think you might be the only person who didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I was actually quite shocked because, I mean, there were so many other wonderful contestants in there and who looked incredible and did amazing that, mm. yeah, I, I really was shocked when they called out my name. 
Oh, it's truly one of my favourite things in the whole world is seeing people's faces when their name gets called out, when they really <laughs> are taken by surprise. Because, like, I, I know when, like, when <laughs> when I won, I thought I was playing it really cool. And then I saw the photos afterwards. I was like, oh, no, I have no chill at all. <laughs> it like, looked like I was either about to scream or cry or both. <laughs> and so it's just so, like, it's so cool seeing that, like, that moment of shock before people have completely moment, registered yeah, that actually yeah. here it is it is their name that just got called out like it's so cool <laughs> it is cool now uh we talked a little bit about your outfits earlier in the episode um and we just wanted to there's a few there's multiple questions we've had many questions come in um about how you came up with the different ideas that you came up with and what it was that sort of set like what what it was that set that theme in motion for you? Because those all very classic looks from sort of like film history, I guess, you know, such a cool way to show modern techniques and still have that really vintage feel to it. So what, what sort of set your path in that direction? The hardest thing for me was trying to choose a talent. I think that is definitely the hardest thing for most of us. And so I sort of chose that a couple of years ago when I first thought about entering. Um, And from there, with doing the hand drive, and of course, from one of my favourite movies of all time, Grace, that sort of propelled me into how could I turn that into a whole theme for all of my outfits. And so I decided to do iconic outfits for movies. And from there, I just started doing research on, well, what movies do I love the outfits Mm. from? You know, what's actually out there? And I think when I found the daywear dress that I made, which is um, Grace Kelly's outfit from High Society, um, that kind of cinched it for me. I just thought it was so beautiful and Somehow I thought that I could actually recreate that. <laughs> well, you did an amazing <laughs> did job. to be a real challenge. <laughs> as soon as you walked out in that, I was like, oh, Lord, she has, she has done so much. And I can only imagine what the rest of them are going to be if this is what we're starting with. Like, it was spectacular. Oh, thank you. And I may never work with Chiffon again. Yeah, no, fuck everything about that. <laughs> <laughs> No, it looked amazing. And then, yeah, like, I don't know, because I always think, like, daywear is a cool thing. People come out, like, swinging with daywear. And then beachwear is such a hard one to then, like, you know, like, how do you top a really cool daywear outfit when you have to jump about on stage in your togs? Like, it's such a change of pace. So yeah. as soon as you came out in that Marilyn swimsuit, like, oh, my God, it was just magical. <laughs> like, it was impeccable. Thank you. The swimsuit I actually found really hard to decide what to pick. Um, but yeah, how can you go past the white with red polka dot Marilyn? Yeah. It was iconic just swimsuit. It's in so many of her photos as well. So yeah. No. And we all um there were I mean, yeah, we we basically couldn't stop fawning over the um just your ability to, because we're all in, around here at the beauty school dropouts, <laughs> might come as a surprise to people. Uh, we're all about way too much all the time. <laughs> so, 
so like <laughs> like just the the impact that you made walking out on that stage with just such paired back accessories where everything seemed so deliberate and there was not a single item that was like I'll just throw this on because I've got it and it goes like it was just it was just yes. so like such a, I mean the all every outfit but in particular that swimsuit like just the whole coordination of everything and the styling that went into it was just so impeccably well thought out. It's beautiful. Thank you. And that was the first time I've ever recovered a parasol as well. So, oh Lord, <laughs> yeah, was, no. um, a new challenge for me. <laughs> Certainly is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely not a job that I take on willingly, or at the very least, if I agree to it, it's kicking and screaming. <laughs> no, it was really. It truly was. Stunning. Thank you. Now, you talked a bit about your talent. That was just truly adorable and one of my favourite things that I've ever seen on the stage at Miss Pinup because it was just so <laughs> fucking cute. Like, so incredibly wholesome and adorable and just, like, it was so cute. And, and being able to see, you know, not just you up there performing, but your man who clearly is like, yep, I care about this woman and I'm going to do what she wants me to do for this. And, like, I talked to him <laughs> backstage and he was looking a bit nervous, but it was more that I think he just he he didn't want to mess it nervous. up in, ca- in case. <laughs> like, oh, it's just so sweet and so adorable and such a, like, fun like fun way to approach talent because it is such a scary section. It's very scary. Yeah, we... um. We did a lot of practice for that one. We were practicing three times a day at one stage and we were very, very nervous about that. And my hubby was not keen dancing on stage, but <laughs> yes, he did it for me and I'm so grateful to him. Bless. <laughs> he yeah, did very you know, well. that's like true love, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone who will either get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning for you to help you pack into an event or um, jump up on stage when it's really not their thing. Like, oh, so cute. Yeah, I have promised him though that I will never, ever ask him to do the hand job again. <laughs> Fair, yeah. And to be honest, I think my cat has heard the song so many times while we've been practicing. He is over it. Yeah. So. <laughs> There, yeah, yeah, I can, I can imagine. <laughs> now, your evening wear, I um, I must say, so when we're on the day, we arrived at the same time, and as I saw these mm. spiky star wire things popping along behind me as I walked through the thing, I was like, oh, hang on a minute, because I have an idea where this is going. But I just could not have pictured what we were going to see on stage, like it. It's very hard for me to be completely dumbfounded and taken by surprise when it comes to accessories, but holy shit, that was an absolute thing of beauty. Thank you. Did you make those? So the structure of them was made by my hubby. Um, And I, yeah, sprayed them. Did the fancying up. And and glued all the stars on. Yeah, yeah, nice. (laughs) Didn't take a while to glue all those stars on. (laughs) Does it ever, yeah. (laughs) It's very helpful to have a very handy hubby. Um, That back piece was quite a masterpiece. He did an amazing job of making that, um, making it so that it correctly, it wasn't too uncomfortable (laughs) or too heavy. And um, we actually had to modify a bra to actually hook oh, into it yeah. so that it would hold it in place as well. So there was quite a lot of thought that went into that. And at one stage, we weren't sure that we were actually going to pull it <laughs> off. But yeah, somehow we managed to. 
and then yeah. the um the pieces coming off my wrists as well were on bracelets oh nice so um they were a little bit of a challenge as well but yeah, yeah I thought they turned out quite well it was incredible and like I know that you know it's very easy for you to say like oh you know well he just did this and he just did that and then I did this but I just did this but like as someone who has spent a good sort of 80% of my adult life working in costuming and I've had to make you know the like those full-on carnival dancery things with the big feathers and they're all just held together yep. with a little bra and like the amount of structural engineering that goes into that sort of thing is unfathomable <laughs> to people who haven't had to try and make it so the fact that you guys were like fuck it let's give it a crack and pulled it off is like it's still like I'm, I'm like slightly concerned for my job and, <laughs> and also <laughs> wondering why it is that it took me it's so okay. long to make it work <laughs> I'm not planning on making another one, Fran. <laughs> I'm actually trying to work out what I'm going to do with everything. Oh. I might need a, a special glass cabinet. Yes, yeah, get a cool mannequin or something and just keep it displayed yeah. somewhere, like in the lounge, so that people can't possibly miss it. They walk in and they'll go, what is that? And you say, oh, this old thing, just something I whipped up and just really impress people with your nonchalance towards it. It would be great. <laughs> I have considered wearing it to the supermarket, but it could be a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like tr the, uh, the checkout lines aren't really <laughs> designed for large, wide, decorative objects. But no, it really, truly was an absolute masterpiece, and you should be so proud of yourself because it honestly breathtaking. Like, just the... Thank you. The, the, the silence, almost, when everyone's... Because normally, you know, you walk out on stage, everyone claps, yay! There was just an extra like moment of silence when you walked out while everyone was just catching their breath before they launched into mad applause. <laughs> and it was really quite magical. Thank you. Actually, one thing that was really amazing during the day was the audience. It made it so much easier on stage. The support from the audience and the yelling and the screaming. And yeah, it was just incredible for everyone. It was really, really encouraging. It's such a cool thing, eh? Because, like, there's not many communities like ours, I think. And being able to, you know, it's it's totally understandable to be nervous about these things. But going out there and knowing that literally everyone there is rooting for you to do your absolute best. Yeah. It's just so cool. Because yeah. you can't, like, it's, it it's so hard to be nervous when you know everyone just wants you to do great and is going to be happy for you no yeah. matter how it goes. Yeah. No, it was amazing. It really was amazing. Well, we've got some questions from some listeners, so I'm going to run through those with you if that's okay. Sure. Okay, first up from Jay. Now, Jay's a friend of yours and mine, so I know that um, I know that she's going to be poking a bit of fun here, but she said, ask Sandy how many yep. dresses she owns. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I don't know how many dresses I own. One, <laughs> one time I did start counting and, um, yeah didn't get very far yeah yeah no it's um if, if anyone hasn't already seen sandy's miss pinup new zealand entry video i would suggest just having a look at that because the collections <laughs> of beautiful things it's truly aspirational um but she's also asked a serious question <laughs> which is what was your favorite part of the lead up and what was your favorite part of the day my favorite part of the lead up i think was the instagram takeovers I actually really enjoyed seeing 
about all the other contestants, what they enjoy, what they do on a daily basis. I thought they were really fun. So um, that was kind of cool. Yeah, and cool for me as a contestant as well because, you know, we were going to be there competing on the day together in quite a stressful sort of situation. And it was nice to sort of feel like you know people a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that and that's really cool. Like just, you know, the kind of those situations and like the group chat and all that kind of stuff, like it makes you feel less like you're competing against each other and more like you're competing alongside each other. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what was your favourite part on the day? Uh, hearing my name called out. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, excellent answer. Yeah, no, yeah. best. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, that, yeah. that was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, no, a hundred percent. I can, I can vouch for that. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, we have a question from Sarah. Yep. She said, "I'd love to know how the gorgeous Miss Sandy D overcame any nerves on stage." Yeah, that's a really good question. It's a really hard one because that's something I've always really struggled with. I've never been the type of person who's really natural on stage and feels really comfortable on stage. So that has been something that I've really, really been working on over the last probably up to five years, to be honest. You'll probably remember how nervous I used to be when I first started. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's why it's so cool to see like how much you've grown and like just blossomed throughout the last couple of years of seeing you and, and all of these events. And it's just it's so cool. Thank so you. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just a matter of trying to remember that you know, the audience is there to see you and to see you do well, and they want to see your outfits and you perform for them. Hmm. So, yeah, you just have to remind yourself, I guess, that there's nothing actually to be scared about and that nothing bad's actually going to happen. So, yeah, yeah, it's just taking that deep breath. And like I said before, when the when the audience is so behind you, it actually makes it so much easier. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, the thing about nerves is everyone's like, how do you get the nerves to go away? And you're like, no, 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 being nervous is good. It means you give a shit. Like, you want to do well. Yeah, you want to you want to show off everything that you've got to offer. So nerves aren't always a bad thing. It's just a case of harnessing that power. And <laughs> That's right. And it is such a hard thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Now, another question from Hannah. What are your thoughts? three top tips going into a pageant? Um, I would say practice, practice, practice. It's um, one of the things that I'm really particular on going into a pageant. As I said, I'm not as confident on stage as maybe some of the other contestants, just not naturally confident. So I find that I really do need to practice in my outfit so I I can sort of see how they move, um, practice what I think might look good. Yeah, I think for me, it's a really, really important thing. Otherwise, I'm actually quite uncoordinated as well, (laughs) (laughs) which doesn't go well on stage. So I I need to know what I'm doing (laughs) before I go on that stage. Hmm. What's the key, like? taking little videos so you know what your face is doing because you know you can be 
thinking that you're smiling and then you look at it back and you're like, oh no, that's not what smiling looks like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's another huge tip that I live by as well. Yeah. yeah. Practicing until, until you know what things are supposed to feel like when they look like what you want them to look like. <laughs> yeah. Getting someone to video you while you're practicing your routine is the best thing you can possibly do. I always do that. Um, it does show you how your dress will move when you're doing different poses. Um, like you say, facial movements, making sure that your arms are flowing and things like that. It really does make a difference once you can actually see what the audience is seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Because what you think looks good doesn't necessarily look good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, next up, we have a couple of our standard questions that we ask all the people that we're interviewing. And um, they're all a bit weird, but that's how the Beauty School Dropouts <laughs> rolls. So, what is your favourite flavour of sandwich? Uh, that would have to be chicken. So, chicken and avocado on oh, whole yeah, meal. Good call, good call. This was, um, this was one of Kate's questions that she put in. And she's gluten-free, so I don't really understand why she... It's like, no sandwich can be a good sandwich when you don't... Like, you can't have bread. Although there are some good gluten-free breads now. Yes, well, yes. We've been um, relying heavily on baking mixes from Liz for all of our snacks at events. So crushing right. that the yes. gluten-free store no longer exists but i've still got my stockpile yeah. so that kate can eat food at events <laughs> the brownie was good i have oh, tried her so brownie good. so good <laughs> all right next question if you were in a post-apocalyptic gang what would your job on the team be oh gosh i'm not really sure about that to be honest i'm not much of a sci-fi girl no, see, I think that you would you could join my um my gang of roving seamstresses because where else are these oh, people yes. going to get their excellent post apocalyptic outfits from? Yes, well, that's a really good get point. really creative with some Mad Max style armory and <laughs> all kinds of nonsense. I think it could be kind of fun. <laughs> yes, I'm sure we could create some fairly outrageous costumes between the two of us. Yeah, the best dressed bunch. Um, next question <laughs> if you could have any animal as a pet and it was safe and they were happy what would it be oh I think I've already got my dream pets my alpacas um, so I might have to go for something like a chinchilla <sighs> fucking love a chinchilla I really don't know much about them at all so I'm kind of intrigued they're so cute <laughs> Yeah, they're basically like real-life gremlins because you can't get them wet. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, they always, they always seem so cute. Yeah, they do, but who knows? Maybe once you get them wet, you're in for trouble. <laughs> We're into a different kind of classic movie territory. Exactly. All right, and our last question. If you won a billion dollars but still had to have a job, what would you do? Oh, that's a good question. I would probably actually volunteer at a hospice shop. Probably that's fairly dangerous. One. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd want to bring everything home. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's something that I've always thought that if I had spare time, I would actually like to do for half a day or a day. Just, yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it would be fun. Yeah. 
Well, it's just the, the amount of stuff that comes through those places that you just sort of, like, so many questions about who is donating these things, but also, like, who's buying them? Like, even if they're not things you were interested <laughs> in, it must just be the most amazing people watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it would be. Well, we are going... Wait, I say we as if it's not just me here on the team. Everyone else is away this evening. Um, but <laughs> we are going to leave you to go about the rest of your evening in peace. But before we do, do you have any advice for people who are thinking about entering next time and haven't done it yet? If you're making your own outfits, definitely leave yourself with plenty of preparation time. <laughs> definitely give it a go, though. I was really nervous with whether I was going to bite the bullet and enter or not, but I'm so glad I did. It's an amazing experience. It's a lot of fun with all the other girls. It's It really is worthwhile. I recommend Yay. it, definitely. Excellent. Well, with that, thank you so much, Sadie, for joining us. Uh, congratulations again. It was incredible to watch you perform, and I can't wait to see how the rest of your reign takes place, and we'll <laughs> presumably be seeing you around at every event under the sun, as per usual. But, um, yeah, thanks so much for jumping in on the Beauty School Dropouts podcast, and we'll see you around. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you at the next event. Bye! Bye! Easy. That was great. Thanks, everyone, for submitting your questions. If you have a question for the Beauty School Dropouts Help Corner episode, which will be coming up soon, feel free to submit them through the podcast page on our website or via email to thebeautyschooldropoutsnz at gmail.com. Instead of setting a homework task this week, we're going to play you the audio of Miss Kitty Cat's talent because, as we've said, it's something we reckon everyone needs to hear and she has kindly agreed to let us pop it in here for you all. So take it away, Andrea. Miss Kitty Cat! Woo! I love that dress. Oh, Who do you think you are? <laughs> You've got to be utterly insane. They're not going to want you. Every single person at some stage in their life has had those doubts running through their head that they're not worthy. Well, that, amongst many others, is what I experienced as I sat there looking at my computer screen, the Miss Pinup entry form looming at me. For a start, there's four outfits. Four! I mean, I have nothing in my wardrobe. What am I going to do? <laughs> and then the talent. Okay, I could sing and clear the auditorium. <laughs> I could do a little dance. Or I could toss kittens out to everybody. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, as I stood there, contemplating my first world problems, the universe tossed something at me. And it helped me make up my mind. I received a phone call from a friend in Australia, Vanessa, the woman who I considered my spirit sister. And she told me she only had weeks left to live. My heart broke. My world came crashing down around me. And as I tried to process everything running through my head at that time, I came to a realisation and I sent that.
that entry form through. Now, what was that realization? It's simple. Life is too short to put things off. You've got to do the things you enjoy. Eat that cake. Yeah. Adopt that kitten. Yeah. <laughs> Travel the world. Love your body. Yeah. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Show yourself proudly to the whole world. Because when your time comes, as you are breathing your last breath, you do not want to be thinking to yourself, I wish I had. No, you want to be able to say, I'm glad I did. And that is episode 61. We hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for submitting such excellent questions. Next week we'll be talking about some events we've got coming up on the calendar where you'll be able to find us over the next month or so. Some help corner questions. And remember, literally anybody can be Miss Pinup New Zealand. So if you've been thinking about entering next year, consider this your sign. We can get through this together because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Absolutely not entering. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You're the do only it, one of us who has it. Do it, do it, do it. You're ruining our stats, Emma. <laughs>